The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 16th chapter. From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples what he must, why he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block for me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told his disciples, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life will sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what has been done. Truly, I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming to his kingdom. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, a blessed Labor Day weekend to all of you. With it being Labor Day weekend, it certainly means a few things. One, that the fall is just around the corner. School is about to begin. And the State Fair is coming to a close. How many of you have been to the State Fair? All right, well, this is your sermon on a stick. Well, truly, with it being Labor Day, uh, it's hard to believe that just a few months ago, as summer was about to begin, we started hearing readings about Jesus calling his disciples, calling the Twelve. And in the weeks that followed, we heard what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, what it means to be a follower of Christ. We witnessed Jesus feed 5,000 plus people with two fish and five loaves of bread. We witnessed him walk on water. And we witnessed him cast out demons when a mother came to Jesus and begged him to heal her daughter of an unclean spirit. Last weekend, we heard Peter Peter confessed that Jesus was indeed the Son of the living God, that he was the Messiah. And in turn then, Jesus said that on the rock, on Peter, the church will be built. And so we come to our reading today that we just heard Kim read moments ago, and suddenly we find ourselves in the shadow 
of the cross. It is here in this story where we learn that Jesus will indeed undergo great suffering. He will be denied and persecuted and endure death upon the cross. And in doing so, Peter, who had just previously before had cried out and confessed that Jesus was indeed the Son of the living God, rebuked Jesus. For Peter had his mind set on earthly things, not on divine things. He had his mind set on things of this world, things around him, and not on the greater possibilities and the greater good of God's kingdom. Peter was rebuked. And suddenly, Peter, who was truly the cornerstone, becomes a stumbling block today. From cornerstone to stumbling block. And it is here, then, where we learn from Jesus about not only the cost, but the promise of discipleship. Jesus says to those gathered, if any one want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross. Now for many, people hear this as invitation, as an invitation to discipleship. But when Jesus was speaking these words, he was speaking directly to the disciples who were gathered on that day. And so this language of if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me, is not about invitation, but rather how we respond, or in that case, how the disciples responded to Jesus for what Jesus has already done, has already promised to them. And so 2,000 years ago, that was to the disciples and to you and me today, it is how we then respond to what God has already done for us through Jesus Christ our Lord. So to believe in Jesus is truly to reorient oneself. To reorient oneself towards living the life that lives and reflects the very good news of Jesus Christ. It is not about a decision. After all, God has already claimed you. God has claimed you as his own, his beloved, sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ. It has already been done. Jesus' death and resurrection was for you and me, for the forgiveness of sin, to free us from sin and death and the devil. It has already been done. And so being a disciple, being a follower of Jesus Christ is believing and knowing and trusting that Jesus always loves you. That Jesus always forgives you. And that Jesus is always relentlessly going and chasing after you, wherever you may be. In those moments where you may find yourself in great struggle. In great darkness, Jesus is the light that breaks into the world and claims you and holds you in his care. Now, this other part of call to discipleship is also about genuine confession. It is about genuine confession, and it is one of the reasons as to why we profess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. 
I believe in God the Father Almighty. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord. I believe in the Holy Spirit. It is not to be said with our heads sunken and sullen, but rather with bold proclamation that this is what I believe because it is what Jesus has already done for you and me through God in heaven. And so it is about boldly proclaiming our faith and living it out centered and rooted in Jesus Christ. Now that bold confession of faith, interestingly enough, that word confession in Greek also can mean martyrdom. It can mean martyr in the sense of witness, in the sense of proclaiming. Now, we live in a country where we do not have to worry about persecution for our faith and for what we believe, but I can promise you those who were gathered around Jesus in the day when he talked about taking up your cross, they knew exactly what he meant. There were many that had been persecuted on account of what they believed and who they believed in. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't respond with the same significance and importance as those who have gone before us. Quite the contrary. We should respond in that same passion and that same intensity and significance because we are giving thanks to God for what God has already done for you and me through Jesus Christ. And you're starting to see a common thread that is woven through here that this call to discipleship is about our response to God in thanksgiving for what God has done. The other part of discipleship is that it's about community. It is not an individualistic endeavor. One does not go at it alone, but rather we do it as a community. We do it as a community of faith here at St. Philip the Deacon, but we do it in community when we go out into the world, whether it's at work or at school, in our retirement, in our volunteering, wherever it may be. We live our life centered in Christ in the world around us as community, as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. So how do we do this? How do we go about being followers and disciples of Jesus in the world around us that goes far beyond the walls of St. Philip the Deacon? Well, I want you to think about your context. I want to think about where you are and where you spend your time. I want you to think about life at home or life at work or life at volunteering or at the state fair or wherever life may lead you. And I want you to think of it in the context of Paul's letter to the Romans and these words. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. 
and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Words that were true then and are true today for people of God, for disciples, for followers of Christ Jesus. In his book, Crazy Talk, Luther Seminary professor and theologian, Rolf Jacobson wrote this about discipleship. Being a disciple is always to know that Jesus is on a mission to us, to love us, to save us, and to bless us. And being a disciple is always to know that we follow Jesus on this mission, and that Jesus is on a mission through us, to love through us, to save through us, and to bless through us. May we strive, may we all strive to be loving and genuine disciples, to love our neighbor as God has so loved you and me. May we respond in thanksgiving to God for what God has already done for us. And may we live a life where we are the cornerstone of God's love and not a stumbling block in the things we say and do and think. Let it be so. Amen.